What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Star Jobbers Podcast. I'm Cody. And I am a delicious, juicy turkey waiting to be stuffed and served for your pleasure. And a collective groan is heard all throughout our listeners right now. Gobble, gobble, what? (laughs) Gosh. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I want to, first before we get into anything, apologize to all of you guys because I'm sure... You've all thought that we've just fallen off the face of the earth that because for the last, what, two or three weeks, we have not put out an episode. Yeah. And the reason why is because we have been vigorously and just trying, just stressing so much about trying to get video content for we've you guys. We've been trying so hard. It's, it's been a struggle, guys. We can't tell you how difficult it's been, whether it's technology or storage or whatever it may be, but... I want to apologize to you guys for not putting out anything, and I want to apologize to all of our listeners who have been anxiously awaiting for new episodes and new content from us, but I can promise you this. By next year, we will have video content and YouTube content that is five-star jobbers related, but I can let you know this. October and November, we went to two wrestling events. We went to Hope Championship Wrestling in October, and we went to Solid Rock Championship Wrestling in November. We were able to do live commentary for those events, as we've told you before on the podcast, and we made announcements about it. But I can tell you this. There will be video content from these events. I can't guarantee that all the uh, matches will be uploaded, but I can let you know that on Black Friday this week, there will be video content uploaded to our YouTube channel from these events. So... I can guarantee you that with 100% certainty. I can't guarantee that all the matches will be made available because we're still working on some of them. All but, I can tell you guys is I spent more time in front of a computer trying to download videos than the last time I can remember doing that was when I was, you know, okay, in my I, I, th- years. I th- Yeah, I, th- I think we need to remove that. Nobody needs to know anything about that. But like I said, guys... We are working so hard trying to give you guys more content and to try and bring more entertainment to you guys from not just our audio episodes, but also with video and YouTube as well. But we've got big plans in store. We're looking forward to what's coming up next year, actually for next season, because I think starting in January, that will probably be our season two. Season two. But like I said, guys, thank you so much for just your continuous support and for checking in on us because we've had a lot of people message us privately and be like hey when are you guys gonna put a new episode out it's been a while and we've had to tell them like we're working on it we've been trying so video episodes will be put on hold for a while i can't say when they'll be ready or when we'll be able to do that but we're working on trying to fix in the solutions so that we can provide you a weekly quality episode and right now we're just yeah we we don't have guaranteed uh, proof of quality, and we're not going to put anything out that's half butt. Exactly. So. We want the best for you guys because you deserve the best. So with that, I just want to say thank you to everybody that supported us and everybody that has continued to listen to our podcast. And hopefully you continue to listen and invite more people to listen because we've got more stuff coming up. We've got more guests that will be coming up soon. I believe next week we're going to have someone on the podcast for an interview. And then I think the following week we might have a guest or two. I'm not sure. We're still trying to work out the details and stuff. But more content is coming your way, guys. But like I always say, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram right now. You can follow us at The Five Star Jobbers Podcast. Or sorry, uh, at The Five Star Jobbers. But we're on Facebook, Instagram. YouTube is in the works. There will be content available on Black Friday. So be on the lookout for that. And also, TikTok will be coming up at some point as well. So, all those will be made available soon. We will let you guys know when exactly. But like we said, YouTube content is on hold for now. But there will be stuff from our events that we went to made available on Black Friday. But we have got a lot to update you guys on. So, with that, talking about the events that we went to in October and November, I'm sure you saw from the last episode, or heard from the last episode, that Kyle Weaver had accepted a match on behalf of his dad, Bill Weaver, to take uh, take on Order 66 and Bill Weaver's last match. So, if you haven't followed our social media or didn't follow anything from Solid Rock Championship Wrestling, long story short, when we went to Solid Rock Championship Wrestling, we got to watch an incredible matchup, John. 
I, oh, it was fantastic, and it was uh, it was a beating well deserved. Exactly, Order sixty six took the beating of a lifetime at the hands of not just Bill Weaver, but his surprise tag team partners. Our one of our guests that we've had on the show, James the Gator Grimm, and a personal favorite of mine, Cheese. If you don't know who Cheese is, go and watch some of his matches. Go look on YouTube, social media, look up NWA matches. I mean, this guy was. An absolute joy to watch in the ring. And an absolute joy to watch alongside Bill and uh, the Gator. So, we loved it. We loved getting to see Order 66 get the absolute crap beat out of them. Although, we did have to deal with Diamond Duke getting in our faces at the commentary table, which you'll see on one of our videos whenever well, we see the match. I not care about what he had to say, Cody. I just wish he would have brushed his teeth before he said it. Exactly. I mean, Diamond Duke, you know, rightfully deserved, got fired as the general manager of Solid Rock Championship Wrestling. So, not sure what he's got going on, but I'm sure we'll probably see him weaseling his way around different areas and different promotions here and there. But good thing is he's no longer in charge of anything with Solid Rock. Nope, he's not in charge of anything. Uh, pretty soon he'll have to change his name to Cubic Zirconia, and then eventually uh, lab-tested Diamond Duke. Exactly. But guys... We hope to have those videos up and running by this Friday. We will have a couple of them uploaded on Black Friday, but we will have all the videos from Solid Rock Championship Wrestling uploaded soon. We will let you know of those whenever it gets closer to time. But once again, I just want to say a big thank you to Marty Miller with Hope Championship Wrestling for allowing us to be able to be there and to just take in a great night of wrestling. And also want to thank Jimmy Peoples and all the people at Solid Rock Championship Wrestling for opening their doors to us and allowing us to be a part of this great event. And also thank you to uh, the Powers of Pain, you know, and also Nikita Koloff. You know, whenever we go to these events, we never expect to be up close and personal to these guys who have made a name for themselves in this business. Decades-long wrestling legends, some of them, uh, you know, NWA Hall of Famers. I mean, it's it's been an absolute pleasure to, to meet some of these guys and to just... I mean, the humility and the graciousness in which they conduct themselves, it's its a breath of fresh air in today's modern era. Absolutely. And a big thank you to also uh, Steve Stasiak, who helped uh, get the Powers of Pain there for this event and allowing us to be able to meet them. And just because you'll see in the videos for Solid Rock Championship Wrestling, we were seated right next to the Powers of Pain. And, I, you know, when we started this podcast, it's like John was saying, I never in a million years would have thought that we would have been able to, just in the short time that we've done this podcast, be able to meet these kinds of individuals, guys who are absolute legends in this business. Yep. It, and we've, we've also met a lot of amazing indie talent who have been nothing but uh, welcoming. And, uh, you know, like, like Cody said earlier, we've got a couple interviews coming up. We've got a lot of guys who are just, you know, eager, eager to talk to us, eager to talk about professional wrestling, you know, they're they're not they don't they don't come with ego they don't come with a whole bunch of pomp and circumstance they just want to talk about professional wrestling they want to work to get the the art of professional wrestling spread throughout the masses and uh, it's just been you know, it's been a really exciting and really positive experience to work with uh, such wonderful people uh, through Hope Championship Solid Rock uh, you know Freedom Force Unlimited and uh, I think we're uh, we, we're we're going to be somewhere pretty cool pretty soon, Cody. And we need to let the people know where they might be able to see us. I was just about to make that announcement, John. So December second, our next upcoming event where we are doing live commentary, we will be at the Guardians Legacy in Panama City, Florida. If you are in the area, December second, Saturday, six p.m. at Rosenwald High School. You better be there because it's going to be a great night. I know our good friend Logan Stevens is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Our good friend James the Gator Grimm will be there. Oh, he's the champion. Exactly. <laughs> and I hope you all will go and take in this event and go support your local independent promotions no matter where it's at or where you're located because, you, like we always say, you can still get the same amount of entertainment for a much better price if you go to an independent show. And you never know who you're going to find there or who you're going to see, but it's always worth it. If you're a fan of professional wrestling and not, like we've heard before, if you're a fan of professional wrestling and not acronyms, then you need to go to an independent show. 
Oh yeah, especially during the uh, the holiday season. Exactly. When we're all getting broken by the second. <laughs> a, a, a affordable, family friendly show is just what the doctor ordered. Exactly. And uh, Guardians Legacy will deliver just that on December second. So don't miss it. Don't miss a chance to see fantastic professional wrestling, and don't miss a chance to see us, the five star jobbers, live and in person. We're underwhelming, and always here for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> But anyway, guys, December 2nd, Guardians Legacy, Panama City. Be there or be square, but we're looking forward to it. And once again, I want to thank Skip Bondor for opening his doors to us at the Guardians Legacy. I also want to thank, because we made mention of it uh, as well, Freedom Force Unlimited. Thank you so much to Bill and Kyle Weaver for partnering with us and working with us on being able to go to all these different events and to be able to meet some incredible people on the independent scene. And I'm looking forward to what we've got in store for next year because next year... Solid Rock Championship Wrestling Hall of Famer, Bill Weaver. Yes. Sorry. Let me make that distinction. Solid Rock Championship Wrestling Hall of Famer, Bill Weaver. I, I That probably was one of the best moments throughout that night. Aside from Order 66 getting beat up. That Yeah, don't ever was, forget about the, uh, the tapping out that uh, El Nino was yeah. doing. I, I, I wonder how his back is feeling after that. Uh, muy... Uh, uh, Tango de Lore in his uh, El, El Baco. <laughs> El Baco. <laughs> but like I said before, Bill and Kyle, we can't thank them enough for all that they do for us and how much they endorse us and promote us as well as promoting uh, local talent and local shows as well. It's Butts Every 18. What is that? I, I feel like I messed that up. But every 18 inches. But every 18 inches. I'll get it right eventually, but... Once again, thank you so much to Bill and Kyle for all that they do. And thank you to everyone that supports us and endorses us. We can't do this without you. Also, a big thank you to all of our listeners and our international listeners. I haven't checked to see which country is ahead lately, but I think Belgium is still holding strong as the one that has the most listeners. So I don't know if we need to do a welcome in Dutch or whatever language it is that they speak i apologize if i offended anybody in belgium please don't unsubscribe to us but yeah don't let him offend you okay pip daddy's still here strong exactly for the belgian people all right <laughs> don't 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 let cody detract you okay johnny's here right here for your viewing and listening pleasure okay i'm like uh, i'm like sweet chocolate and uh i don't know whatever else is belgian waffles a pancake uh, uh pipe and a crepe bong and a blintz I think we should smoking a pancake. I think we should quit while we're ahead. I never thought I was ahead. But I was okay. about to say. <laughs> but anyway, guys, let's go ahead and get into some things that are going on in professional wrestling today. So we don't really have any reviews this week because we've got a lot that we want to get into with uh, Crown Jewel with WWE and also with Full Gear and also getting into War Games. It's going to be coming up as well. But first, we want to kind of talk about Crown Jewel. I see. I could not imagine a more Underwhelming, underwhelming yeah. pay-per-view it, than Crown Jewel. I just, I just felt like it was going to be very underwhelming altogether. I, the only match that did anything for me was the main event. And even then, it was still wasn't even that great of a main event. And, but I, I don't know. There was, there's not really much that we could give reviews on or give I mean I anything. can't I'm not going to sit there and say that the performers didn't go out there and give it their all they absolutely did uh, from bell to bell the performers went out there and 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 did their best to put on a show now story, what we're referring to more is really storytelling you know moving the story forward uh, you know Things that could have been compelling to really increase rivalries or make for a more exciting show. Uh, this this show didn't really have any any shocking moments. There were no swerves. There was no um, really the only swerve or the only thing that was shocking was uh, the return of Kyrie Sane, but. I think that was obvious, just an attempt to be able to build a team for damage control in war games. Yeah, and I mean, the return of Kyrie saying, I mean, for those of us who, uh, you know, are are very vested into the product and watched NXT and then, of course, saw the Kyrie saying in, you know, if you just watched Kyrie saying in SmackDown, 
then you prop or uh, raw, which I can't even remember what show she was on because uh, yeah. she really didn't get a great push during the her initial run under the Vince McMahon uh, WWE product. Uh, the fact that she's come back, I'm super excited about. But let's face it, the the modern fan or the average fan probably still doesn't really know why they should be excited about Kyrie Sane. Right. Uh, they're not aware of of her work before the WWE, and so it's really not that compelling. But to know the connection that Kyrie has with Asuka and Io and, you know, where they've come from, uh, it, it, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and let y'all know. There's a major connection between these women and what they're doing now with damage control, it's like, uh, you know, Bailey and Dakota are the odd girls out because they're they're not part of that crew. And I think that's probably the storytelling that's going to move forward on this faction is that, you know, Bailey and Dakota, I don't really think they're going to, yeah, they're not going to fit into this new world with with EO, with Kyrie, and with Asuka. I'm super excited about it. Right. But, yeah, no, I think that we're going to start seeing the rift of the uh, of damage control. And I think eventually we're going to get to a place where we have that rivalry between... Bailey and EO Sky. So, I mean, it's that, that, yeah, you're right. That, that was, I guess, a little bit of a, a shock, maybe, but I mean, honestly, it wasn't a strong enough one for what, you know, at this point, like anybody who's in the know knows that Crown Jewel is the most profitable um, live main event, live event that WWE has, even more so than. WrestleMania, I believe. Right. Because unlike WrestleMania, where they're having to work and do a bunch of marketing to to sell out and make sure that... So if you count WrestleMania with the two days that it's been lately, WrestleMania is still the most profitable. But in a single day, the uh, Crown Jewel event is the most profitable because it's a guaranteed sellout. And it's guaranteed at a price that WWE sets. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I was I was expecting a little bit more. I was expecting uh, a little bit of uh, shock and awe. And really, I just kind of got a match that you know. <coughs> yeah. Excuse just me. Kind of, just just filled time. Yeah. Well, and hopefully now, because now that we see uh, Drew McIntyre. As part of, I don't know if it's a, it's official, but I think we can go ahead and say that he's officially part of the Judgment Day. So now begs the question as to who's going to be the fifth man for Team Raw, which we, we can kind of get into that later when we talk about War Games. But yeah, Crown Jewel just overall really was just one of those underwhelming events that didn't really have anything as far as like continuing storylines other than just building to War Games essentially. Then. We switched gears over to full gear, and then that was probably the best pay-per-view or best live event between that and Crown Jewel. Like without, that, without a doubt. that blew Crown Jewel out of the water. Without, well, honestly, I, full, I think full gear is probably one of the better AEW pay-per-views in the last few months. Uh, good Lord, did they go above and beyond to tell some stories and uh, entertain the fans. I will say, probably... The, 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 the best Texas death match, and I'm not... I mean, I've gone on record, and I'll repeat myself, I am not an Adam Page fan. See, and I'm uh, not a fan of te- uh, death, mass- death matches in general, I'm just in my opinion. I'm a fan of death matches but... from the 80s and the 90s. I am not a fan of AEW's death matches. Up until now, they haven't had a good one. This was a good one. Yes, definitely. Um, although I did not like the fact of Adam Page pretty much drinking Swartz Trickland's blood. But hey, I mean, I if, mean so, if, if you're okay with drinking another man's blood, by all means, you know. No, no, it's not for me. You know, I personally don't like uh, having to go to the free clinic. But you know, exactly. Adam Page doesn't seem to have a problem with old Cotton Eye Joe. So, but still, I but. Yeah, aside from all that, Full Gear delivered and then some. I mean, and another thing I'll add is because we usually try and do putting up predictions for yes, different we events. Do. And we had a little side 
bet going. We didn't have a, we did not have a chance because we were busy with our uh, video escapades, and like I said, we are, we do apologize for not getting those up to you guys sooner. Right. But we did make predictions, and uh, I'll let Cody talk about that. So I actually had very good ideas for how I thought the night was going to go, but. A lot of my predictions, and I think both of us can agree, a lot of our predictions were wrong. Oh, most were of our wrong. predictions were, you know, pretty close. Right. Uh, I, I don't think that we had a whole lot of wrong right. guesses. We only differed on... It was two, two matches. Or, two matches. There was one in the Zero Hour, and it was MJF and Samoa Joe defending the Ring of Honor titles against the Guns. I predicted that the Guns would take that one. And I believe that, that MJF and Samoa Joe would win, because... And what world does, does Samoa Joe lose to the Guns? Well, and see, in that perspective, I thought that surely Samoa Joe would have turned on MJF, causing him to lose the belts, just but to kind of like get in his head, yeah, leading up to a match. And, and, and I, I definitely understood that, but my my hope was that Joe would not turn on MGF, MJF because he wants the title shot, and he doesn't get the title shot without helping MJF out in the first place. True, but then the one that solidified my fate was the six-man tag between Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne against Adam Copeland, Sting, and Darby Allen. I fully expected, because we know Sting's last match is going to be at Revolution, and of course he's going to go out with a bang, he's going to win that. I fully expected Luchasaurus, Christian Cage, and Nick Wayne to pull out an underhanded win in this match, just to further the rivalry between him and, uh, I almost say Edge, but Adam, Adam Copeland... But I was blindsided by Sting and Darby Allen and Adam Copeland pulling out a victory, which further sealed my fate of losing this putting up predictions between us two. So alas, I finally get a victory. It's it's, it's in tied our up. up predictions. It's tied up now, one and one. Yep. So. With that, you already know that from the last one, John is going to get his armpit waxed with Gorilla Tape. And from this one, my punishment, I think, is going to be a little more severe. Because our good friend Logan Stevens has graciously offered us to come to the Sweat Academy to do a training session with them. Just for uh, our YouTube channel, whenever we get ready to do YouTube content and get everything together for you guys. But with that... I'm going to have to take three chops to the chest by, I don't know if it's going to be by Logan or by one of the trainees there, but yeah, I'm going to have to take three chops on the chest because I lost this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I, I'm not looking forward to this. I know that I find it because it was funny whenever we went to the Solid Rock Championship event on November 4th. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got to see... A couple people that really, really wanted to see me yeah, get chopped. Exactly. They all wanted to see John get chopped, but I don't know what it is about this beautiful face of mine, but it sure does elicit a lot of unnecessary violent tendencies. I know, right? But no, I'm the one that ends up getting chopped in this. And uh, actually, one of Logan's trainees was there at the event. Uh, Xander King mm-hmm. was there, and he it, it was great getting to see him there and getting to talk with him. And we're going to have him on the podcast eventually. So if you're listening to this, Xander, don't worry. We're going to have you on here at some point. But I, I don't know if it's going to be Logan chopping me or Xander or who it's going to be, but I am not looking forward to it. I'm not one bit. the thickest, meatiest uh, – Student at the academy. Oh my gosh, this is gonna suck so much. But it's like I said, I'm a man of my word, and all that's left to do is find the tiebreaker, and then we got to figure out what the next one is from there. So I don't know. Maybe we do that for war games. Maybe we do that for yeah. I guess um, it'll depend on uh, whatever the next on, one on for AW. Go with war games, but war games will be the next one. Uh, but I, we probably can't do it for war games because war games is coming up. As of this podcast, War Games will be six days away. Yeah, that's true. So we may not do it for War Games, but we'll definitely do one for Revolution. Yeah, either Revolution or the Royal Rumble. Right. Yeah, Royal Rumble will be coming up soon. So, but that'll be a season two venture. So, yep. Who knows? Maybe our tiebreaker will be for Royal Rumble. But honestly, we're probably going to keep doing it just because you guys 
will want to see us in pain. I don't yep. know why, but you know, it's it's part of it. It brings views and it brings clicks. So we're we're gonna suscept ourselves to pain for your pleasure. You know that reminds me of a story of a time that I once had. I I don't know if this is appropriate for the podcast or not. What, where are you, yeah, where, where are you no, going? You're probably right. I was about right. to say, where are you going with this? Well, it reminds I mean, it's just, yeah, never mind. Certainly, I, I can't, I can't, I can't include her. Yeah. We have an NDA agreement. <laughs> My gosh. Anyway, so, let's kind of go into war games. Now that we've kind of touched base on it a little bit. We've already talked about Crown Jewel Full Gear. And so, war games has been set with the men's match for the most part. Because we have the Judgment Day, which... Includes Dominic Mysterio, JD McDonough, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and now Drew McIntyre. Well, I don't know if it's officially been asked that McIntyre will be part of the match or not. I I would assume so. But. I I don't know that he's officially announced for the match. I I know that there is some scuttlebutt that there's a possible announcement that Randy Orton. See, I'm on the team, but I'm I'm, I'm, hesi- I'm hesitant to believe that. Same here. Uh, I'm, I'm very skeptical about that. And then a lot of people are being ridiculous and thinking that CM Punk is going to make his return to that. No, I definitely there don't is think, no. I don't think CM Punk's making. His sorry return. to burst your bubble, people, or to pee on your bonfire, but there is no chance in you know what that CM Punk is coming back to WWE. See, I disagree with Cody fully. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, if it's good for business. It'll be entertained. Uh, I don't necessarily know that I think it'll happen at War Games. Uh, I don't necessarily know that I think it'll even happen by the Royal Rumble. But I, I never say never when it comes to CM Punk. Because at the end of the day, uh, he sells tickets and he moves ratings. I mean, I'm not going to deny that, but Triple H is not going to... See, Triple H is not Vince McMahon in that aspect. Vince McMahon... Did not care about personal things. He did not care about that. If as long as it made him money, he did it. He worked. I mean, Tim. He and Brett put things aside to, in order to do business. Mm-hmm. He and Shawn Michaels put things aside, and a whole bunch of other guys. Oh, yeah. But Triple H does not have that same mentality. He st- has, still has personal feelings that prevent him from doing any business with CM Punk, and that's well, the way I it's think- going to be. I mean, I, I agree with you, but at the end of the day, I think that there's been proof to show that CM Punk has has been contrite with maybe how he handled some things in WWE in the final days. I mean, case in point, he went to a WWE show and went around and specifically requested to meet with people to apologize. I think, you know, that Punk realized... That, you know, especially after working for AEW, that sometimes the grass isn't greener on the other side. And, you know, though he may have been very frustrated working in WWE, (laughs) he's been more frustrated working in other areas for different owners. Right. uh, Like I said, I I don't believe that the the CM Punk book has finished being written. And I I do think we'll, we'll have another chapter at some point when I don't know. Uh, but it, it's a waste of money to leave CM Punk on the table at this point. And whether that's an impact or, or an, a WWE choice, I don't think it's going to be an AEW choice. No. But somebody who wants to um, push their ratings and make a splash in the world of professional wrestling is going to bring CM Punk in. And with impact, was it impact that's... Uh, no, it's uh, it's it's NWA that signed a deal with the CW. Well, no, I think that actually fell through because there was a whole ordeal with the there was a segment that they did where apparently cocaine was involved in oh, it, and no. then they dropped it. Where now NXT is going to be taking that slot on CW. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know that NXT was also okay. So yeah, I, well, at the end of the day, as as companies like NWA and TNA are working to go to market and get on national syndicated programs and get off of just streaming, they're going to need something to help push the the meter. Right. And no better than CM Punk. So oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll have to see where he goes. But I, I don't necessarily think that he 
is an absolute no-go in WWE. That's just my opinion. Right. Uh, but, like I said, we each have different opinions on that. But, like I said, never say never in the wrestling business because anything can happen. But, uh, still talking about war games, you know, not really sure who that fifth man is going to be. I, I, I'd be surprised if it was Randy Orton. But I just... I just don't see it. I'm not going to try and get my Honestly, hopes up. Honestly, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Randy either. I mean, that's, that's it. the scuttlebutt of what I've heard is Randy. But truth be told to me, that makes no sense. You've got a guy who's been battling uh, injuries for over a year now, and he's trying to come back, you know, for a, a last hoorah in his career. Why? No. I, I, the last thing I would do is bring somebody that's 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 fresh from injury, that hasn't been in a ring in over a year and bring them into one of the most brutal the matches. Most brutal match they have currently. Exactly. It, it doesn't make sense and it just wouldn't work well for Randy in that aspect. Now, who it's going to be, I imagine it's probably going to be somebody from the current roster or maybe someone that just really hasn't really had a chance to shine as of late or whatever it may be. It may be Kevin Owens for all I know. But honestly, not really sure how it's going to go or what the case is going to be. And then you got the women's war games match. It's going to be damage control against um, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and um, oh, who is it? Um, I'm blanking now. I can't think of who it is. Um, <clears throat> but then they still got to find a fifth member for that team as well. But honestly, I Becky was the fifth member. No, she was the fourth one because it was Charlotte, um, Bianca, and then somebody else. Um, Charlotte, Bianca. I they had the Shotzi. That's who it was. Shotzi. Yeah. So yeah, it's the Becky. yeah, it's those four right now. And then so they tried to they tried to get um, Zelina and somebody else to join them on SmackDown, but they kept they got injured. Or, right. You know. Kayfabe entered. Yeah. Uh, makes me almost wonder if they're, if they're going to go with the five-on-five five or if it's going to be a four-on-four. Four. I think it's going to be five-on-five five because from the last one they did, it was five-on-five five where they had the bloodline going against the Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre and uh, Kevin Owens. Well, the Brawling Brutes plus Drew McIntyre <clears throat> makes four. Right, that's what I'm saying, and Kevin Owens. Okay, yep. Yeah, because Kevin Owens, I think, was part of that yeah. team on there, wouldn't he? Maybe, I'm not sure, but yeah. Yeah, no, it was the Brawling Brutes. Yeah, the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, and then it was the Bloodline with Sammy. Right. Solo, the Usos, and Roman. Right. So, so yeah. So, yeah, I think it's going to be five on five. Yeah, we've still got some, uh, as of this recording on on uh, Sunday night, uh, we'll find out on Monday uh, who the rest of, and, and probably up until Friday. Right. Who who else is going to be there? Now, do we know any? So, what are the other matches? We know we've got the Miz and Gunther right. for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther is going to walk away with that one, no problem. Um, Rhea Ripley defending the Women's Championship against uh, Zoe Stark. That's Rhea Ripley is going to win that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there was another one. Uh, is it maybe Chad Gable against Shinsuke Nakamura, or is that a match on Raw? Maybe a match on Raw, but I think we'll 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 see. I mean, obviously, there's there's going to be two War Games matches, and both of those matches are a guaranteed thirty to forty minutes each. Right. So they don't have to have too many matches to fill the card on a War Games. But uh, you know, Gunter and the Miz, and then the uh, the World the Women's World Championship. Um, do we have anything for the United States title? No, because Logan Paul probably isn't going to show up on TV until Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's true. And another thing I was going to add about that, because that was one thing I was going to mention about Crown Jewel. Here's the thing. I respect Logan for saving Ray from possibly a catastrophic fall yeah. in that match, but still does not change my opinion on Logan Paul. Still can't well, stand the guy. Well, he saves Ray from the catastrophic fall, but he was also not in the right place at the right time. Right. Uh, so I think there was a little bit of, you know, miscommunication and things like that. So, uh, you know, as a person, do I like Logan Paul? Not at all. No. Do I respect his work rate and how well he's adapted to the, to the, the world of professional wrestling? Yes, I, I really do. Uh, I still don't like him. No. Uh, don't like 
ever having somebody who is going to have a championship that's not going to be at home, that's not going to be at house shows and every live event. Um, so now you've pretty much of, so you've pretty much made the United States Championship meaningless at this point because it has no value whatsoever because you got someone who's not going to show up until like your four main premium live events. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll say this: Do I like it? No, I, I don't. I just said I don't like it. But does it make it meaningless? I I don't necessarily know that I agree that it makes it meaningless because at the end of the day, for your everyday fan. Having a title that's only defended every once in a while, it can be argued that, that it makes it more prestigious because it's not something that is seen a lot. So, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. If you have less title defenses, that makes every title offense mean more. I mean, case in point, Roman Reigns. Roman has the title, Roman defends the title. Once in a blue moon, not every pay-per-view, definitely not on regular live programming, um, and definitely not at any house shows. And I feel like comparing Roman Reigns with Logan Paul in that sense is comparing apples and oranges, because Roman Reigns is on a whole other level than Logan Paul is. As a professional wrestler, yes, but as an attraction, I think they're probably apples. Actually, I'd make the case that as attractions, Logan Paul is probably a bigger attraction than Roman Reigns. At the end of the day, Roman Reigns doesn't have as many uh, social media followers as Logan Paul, and Roman Reigns doesn't sell as many products as Logan Paul does. I wonder how many Logan Paul bought of those followers. <laughs> like I said, it doesn't make him any less of a douchebag, but uh, at, at the end of the day, the average fan... They're, they're not taking into account work rate like you and I are. Right. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I respect his work rate. The fact that he's only come in for how long now, and he's been able to have these great matches and be Just able to... a little to, over a year. Exactly. I mean, I respect that. But as a person, no, don't respect him at all. But that's a whole other topic to talk about. But, yeah, I mean, with War Games, we hadn't really had much to push or to be able to promote other than just the two, the men's and the women's war games matches in no, this. They, and then, but they, they look like they're going to be absolutely fantastic. I oh, mean, yeah. You look at who's going to be in there, and I mean, say, we've got Cody Rhodes, we've got Seth Rollins, we've got Sami Zayn, and we've got Jey Uso. That's a strong team as I've ever seen, and honestly, I think that's a stacked team. Uh, as much as I love the Judgment Day, uh, Damian Finn... Then you've got J.D. McDonough and Dirty Dom. J I like J.D. McDonough. I think he's a fantastic technical worker. But with the amount of push and screen time that he's had in front of the WWE Universe, he's just... J.D. and Dirty Dom have nowhere near the same presence uh, that anybody on the other side does. I mean, these are the only two guys on the Judgment Days team thus far that have anywhere close to the presence of a Cody or a Seth, a Jay or a Sammy would be Damian and Finn. Right. So, you know, going into this, it almost seems like a lopsided event. So it is going to be very exciting to see, you know, when it's made official, who the fifth men for each team are going to be. Uh, but, I mean... We, appease me um, for a moment. Okay. Because we're coming fresh out of full gear and I want to make sure that we give uh, the pay-per-view its due time and that we give our fans the, the due discussion of the pay-per-view. Fantastic pay-per-view from top to bottom. Like we said, uh, probably one of the better pay-per-views they've had in the last uh, few months. Um, favorite match? From Full Gear? Mm -hmm. Man. Um, if I had to pick one... See, my top three of that night was the six-man tag mm -hmm. with Sting and uh, Edge and uh, Darby Allen. Yep. And the match between MJF and Jay White. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I would definitely say Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. Those three matches were the best for me, but if I had to choose between those three and pick one from that, I'd say the best match was probably 
Swerve Strickland and uh, Hangman Adam Page. And I'm right with you on that one. I actually think that was the best match of the night. Um, you know, the probably probably second would have been the six man tag. What what do we think about the uh, the way that they set up the the main event? You know, they had it. You know, they had the 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 zero hour pay per view. They had MJF and Samoa Joe versus the Guns. They win, and then the Guns go after MJF. It looks like MJF's injured, and then Adam Cole, you know, who we we know is is has been dealing with a legit injury. It, you know, says he's going to fight for MJF, and he's he's out on crutches and everything like that. Uh, you know, tell tell me tell me your opinion. See, on that. honestly, I liked it just because it worked the storyline all throughout the pay per view. Yeah, and it gave us all like something to look forward to and something to like. It it put the fans on edge the entire time because they're like, "What's going to happen? Like, is it really going to be Adam Cole and Jay White, or is yeah. it, or is MJF going to make his presence back?" Is the guy in the devil mask going to come make his appearance? Like it kept a lot of people that thought they knew what was going to happen, second guessing their opinions or their decisions. Because I was second guessing every single second, like as the match was going on. And so to, to me, that's that's that was the more important thing is that what they did is they kept me second guessing the entire time. Because truth be told, you know we talked about this match, and of course we weren't on air when we talked about it. Uh, but when, when just you and I talked about this match. Uh, to me, it was no question. It was MJF over Jay White. So, you know, when when they made it look as if MJF was injured and they had Adam Cole come in, I almost thought, okay, here's a great way for them to take the belt off of MJF without him losing right. and to put a rip between him and Cole. Um, it also made me think, here's a great opportunity for Adam Cole to screw over MJF into a line with Bullet Club Gold. And it, you know, once again, it's one of those things that, that gave me the, the thought of who is the devil. Right. Because there's still a lot of speculation. There's a lot of people that have different ideas. Some are saying that it's Jack Perry. Some people are saying that it's CM Punk. Some people are saying that it's Adam Cole. And well, so I'll the go King ahead and all. eliminate the CM Punk from it all. And then yeah. When you say some people, some of those people are me. And right. I, I've been the one to say that I think that it's either Jack Perry or Adam Cole. I will say, though, if it turns out to be CM Punk, I think that will have been the greatest work <laughs> in professional wrestling history. Honestly? Because I swear, if, if they pull If it a, is CM Punk, then Tony Khan is playing chess, not checkers, and he's far more brilliant than anybody who's ever given him credit for. He's going to outwork the smart marks like ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> and he's going to outsmart the IWC, which is, you know, uh, you know, as much as we we like knowing about professional wrestling, you know, coming from the, the 90s, I miss not knowing jack crap about anything. Same. I, I miss being able to be surprised. And in, in, the, in the world of professional wrestling nowadays... You have to be uh, intentionally ignorant. Exactly. To be well, surprised. and the thing about nowadays is that with social media, it's kayfabe is not something that is very well protected nowadays. Not at all. Because you see guys that are in a rivalry with each other. The next day, they're at a restaurant having a meal somewhere or at a fast food place. Or just and, the, the the simplicity of, of a guy who's a, a heel. You know, he's a bad guy, and then on social media, he's at some charitable event, you know, doing something that is awesome and, and it makes it really hard not to like that guy. Right. And uh, there's sometimes when it, where it's hard for those kind of people because I remember reading a story about there was a guy who used to wrestle back in the day. It was part of the Natural Disasters and his name was Earthquake. Uh-huh. If you don't know who that is, go and look him up. But I remember seeing this story about how he, whenever he was a heel with the Natural Disasters, he did not like being a heel at all because people were terrified of him. But in reality, he's this guy who's just like the happiest person, like real friendly, real jovial and everything. But he hated that people were afraid of him or that people just absolutely hated him. And so when he got that chance to be a face, he was all excited. But even then, back in those days, you did not break kayfabe. 
kayfabe was protected back in those days, and now it's just, I don't want to say it's dead, because there are very few people that still remain true to their character. MJF is one of those very few people that, whether he's a heel or a babyface. And that's the that's the, well, the beauty of MJF's character these days, is that he's been able to preserve kayfabe, but still move from a straight heel to, you know, which, if you want to call him a tweener, I wouldn't call him a tweener at this point. I'd say he's straight baby face. Right. Um, but to go from a heel to a face, he's he hasn't broken kayfabe. He hasn't, I mean, yes, he's doing some things differently here and there, but he still maintains his character. Right. It's not like a, you know... Just a, a flick of the switch, and he's a completely different person with completely different personality traits. His personality traits are the same. It's just that, in his self-serving ways, he's found a way in the in the current situation to to be more of a face and less of a heel. But he could go back to being a heel tomorrow without having to change anything. Right, and that's that's the real art of of, of where uh, MJF Maxwell Jacob Freeman is is working in today's you know modern era, because yeah, I mean at the end of the day, to be a true heel, that's a full time job. It is. You know, it's easy to be the face and to kiss babies, shake hands, be political, do the charities, but to be a heel, you know, like a Roddy Piper. To be a good guy behind the curtain and no one gets to see that, or you know, like a Terry Funk, you know, one of my favorite stories still to this day is Terry Funk, after getting stabbed, says, "Why would I press charges against someone who gave me the best compliment they could give me?" Exactly. That's that's the level of of kayfabe that I'm I'm looking for in in, in my wrestlers. So, um, you know, I wouldn't say kayfabe's dead, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely on life support. Exactly. In the modern era, because people. You know, and I and I'll say this: it's it's hard to be a bad guy twenty four seven nowadays. It was one thing when there was no social media and cameras didn't follow you twenty four seven. Exactly. You know, you could go home, be a good guy with your kids, and then be a bad guy the rest of the time. Nowadays, if you want to preserve kayfabe, you've got to be a bad guy ninety eight percent of the time. Exactly. So, you know, kudos to those who are who are who are working their craft. And are, and are doing everything they can to entertain. But, uh, you know, another another match I want to talk about that was a, a fantastic match was uh, the tag team championship match. Yes. Between uh, FTR, uh, House of Black. Uh, La Faccion and Gobernables. La and Gobernables. And then Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Um, what did you think about that match, Cody? What was... Uh, what was uh, where, where did you go on that one? It had a lot of ups and downs. Where, where did you lean towards on that one? See, honestly, this is one of those matches, like, it just, I knew it was going to be a big spot fest, but mm-hmm. I, it, it was okay. It wasn't one of those matches that I was really captivated by because they really haven't done a lot to, I yeah. guess, push this match. Yeah. I mean, we see the resurgence of uh, LFI, but really, they didn't really do much with this match, in my opinion. Okay. But, but, that's, but that's just me. Because, I mean, if you're going to have this big four-way match and then all of a sudden it'd be a ladder match, like, you need to try and have some type of build yeah. towards it. But really, for me, it was one of those matches that I didn't really invest a whole lot in. Yeah, and uh, we, we talked a little bit about it, but did, did you uh, did you pick the winner? I, no, actually, I lost on this one because I thought FTR would pull out the victory on this one. But actually... Uh, Big Bill and Ricky Starks retained in this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's it's interesting to see them really go. To me, it, it surprised me uh, because just like you said, they they didn't really give a whole lot of of time to really build this match, and I almost feel like they you know they had, I guess, changed their mind on uh, Big Bill and Ricky Starks, and so I fully expected to see the titles change hand. Just because I really didn't feel like you know they've they've been pushing Ricky Starks and Big Bill you know they've had them out a little more often here and there right but uh, I definitely feel like the the needle was 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 going more towards the faction of Gobernables uh, 
I had a hard time picking FTR to win this one just because of injuries and, and such. But I, I, you know, if I had to pick any team, the last team I would have picked was was Big Bill and Ricky Stark. So Same. you know, it, it was one of those where I don't think either one of us had any chance. But it was interesting to see the the company really, you know, in a match like this, for them to win. Basically, the company is 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 giving the full push for these guys and saying, "Here it is, like we, you know, we've taken probably the best, some of the best tag teams we have available." And let you get over on them. So we're going full board with you guys. And it'll be really interesting to see where they go next steps. I want to see this group, you know, I want to see this group thrive. Uh, you know, we've talked about it in past episodes. I'm a, I'm a fan of both of these guys. And I'm, I'm glad to see them finally getting a decent push on the program. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm all in for this and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I guess I'm still waiting to see, you know, who these guys, you know, what, who this team really is and, and, you know, who's going to be their, who's going to be their foes, who's going to be the foils that, uh, that really bring out their character or bring out, you know, their their true heel side. So it's, I, you know, the, this this pay per view definitely, uh, it, you know, like I said fantastic matches. But uh, one of the things that I liked about it was it really just um, solidified, you know, kind of a a new direction and you know uh, a different. A different set of leaders that they're going to go with uh, in the coming months. Right. But yeah, overall, Full Gear was an incredible event. The Crown Jewel was very underwhelming. War Games, just mainly looking forward to the two War Games matches in this. And so yeah. that's pretty much all of our reviews and updates that we've got for this week. We don't have any uh, botches or uh, high spots for this one. Just really wanted to give you guys updates on things that have been going on as of late, just because yeah. we've. We hadn't fallen off the face of the earth, but yeah. we've definitely been lacking in putting out content for you guys just because we've been trying to put video stuff together. But we can promise you that we will have videos from the events that we went to uploaded. Most of them will be uploaded on Friday. If not, then we'll get all of them hopefully before the month is out. But YouTube content is in the works. But for now, we're mainly sticking with audio just because we want to keep giving you guys the audio content from here on out and want to keep giving you guys updates on everything but like we said december 2nd guardians legacy in panama city we will be there doing live commentary hope you guys will come out to rosenwald high school 6 p.m get your tickets go to support this event and go and support your local promotions also like we said before we're on social media check us out the five star jobbers on facebook and instagram we hope that you'll come to these events that we're going to we hope that you'll keep listening but as always, keep it five stars.